You are listening to Living with ADHD and CPTSD. Available on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. to another episode of Living with ADHD and CPTSD. So today I'm going to record something that is a little more questioning and debate and examination rather than like an actual issue Um, because there's a lot of questions and I don't have all the answers. So in a way, I guess you could say I'm looking for external information and advice and opinions from my audience. The question is, if I have a hard time understanding the concept of and doing the act of apologizing when something is wrong or you've realized that you've made a mistake or you've done something hurtful or, you know, like, and it requ- and the action that has happened requires an apology. And I have a hard time doing the apology, even though I'm sorry and I feel the, you know, the emotions and the, and that internal understanding that I've done something that is wrong and hurtful doesn't matter if it's an accident or purposefully of course but verbally I have a difficult time making an apology and even like sometimes I don't know if it's because I get triggered or if it is an ADHD thing because I get you know, you get a little riled up and, and you get a little anxious or stressed or you get worried or something happens in your mind and your instinct, like my first instinct whenever something comes up that the clear step to anybody else is to apologize like right away, it seems like my instinct is to try to explain or give an understanding to the person and then either apologize or stop and really not say anything at all. And I have often caught heck for it because even though I have at times said I'm sorry, my first instinct, unfortunately, is to say, oh, yeah, I was trying to start something or I was working on this and it accidentally you know broke I'm sorry whereas the the proper etiquette according to some people and when you think about it it makes a lot of sense is to say immediately oh I am so sorry 
that was an accident or whatever. And then, you know, like that's, of course, the routine. Now, that's the part that I'm trying to understand is if this is ADHD that is causing me to not apologize, maybe because it's an impulsive, you know, re restating or instinct, or is it trauma related and is a child part that's actually coming online and activating and has this fear of apologizing. And I don't know exactly why, like I'm, I'm kind of trying to understand and determine and figure this out in my mind, why there's this hesitancy to want to apologize. Let me give you a bit of a background and some history on my issues when it comes to saying sorry and apologizing or, you know, like, I apologize, uh, I didn't realize or whatever, you know. So when I was a kid, I think I might have even have talked about this briefly in one of my episodes previously. But when I was a kid, and I think I was about five, six, I, I, I don't remember exactly. Um, but I was in a shopper's drug mart. And for those who do not live in Canada, shopper's drug mart is a store that we have that is a pharmacy. It's a kind of like a convenience store. They sell a lot of different items. Uh, they sell some electronics, they sell food items. It's not really a grocery store. And they, of course, sell medical related items uh, like pills, bandages. Uh, they sell f like devices to help uh, elderly or people who have a hard time with movement and walking. And then, of course, you can get your pharmaceutical drugs prescribed and written out and you pick them up there. And so there was this place I live in. I lived in a small city and at that age, gee, it was six, 7,000 people. So it wasn't really big at all. And so we only had one location and it was a shopper's drug mart on the... I guess you could say the southeast corner. And it was, you know, I had a lot of stuff and it had makeup and it was kind of like our only pharmaceutical store. Anyway, I'm dragging here and I don't mean to. I was in the store with my mother and she was walking around getting things and taking care of whatever she needed to take care of. And left me to myself and I remember kind of walking in the store area and I found a whole section with makeup and I don't know specifically what happens like physically like step by step I just remember that I got into the makeup and I opened it up and I was playing with it and I ruined a whole bunch of makeup and I got caught and I don't remember who caught me if it was a the manager a store employee my mother I don't remember but I got into real big trouble and I'm assuming that my mother of course paid for the makeup 
uh, I have no idea how much. I don't know the details, like I said. But the manager was really upset, of course. And my mother wanted me to apologize. And for whatever reason, I refused to say I'm sorry. I have no idea why. I, I, that's the one thing I have never been able to figure out. And I haven't really too much focused on it thoroughly, you know, to the point of, of getting deep into what could have caused me to not want to say I'm sorry. But it did happen. And I just remember, I things I remember is like I was pretty adamant and very stubbornly refusing to apologize. And that's pretty much the memory that I have of it. Now, I do remember that the manager would not allow me in the store. Uh, he's, I think I was banned for forever. Um, you know, like I, I, that was obviously not really the case, but I was so scared that even when I got older, there was, two, I know it, it, it was insane. I honestly thought that if at 14 years of age, if I walked into the shopper's drug mart, they were going to recognize me and say, you get out. I remember you, you know, that kind of thing. So it was kind of ridiculous to think like 10 years later that they were going to remember me. And I just remember for the longest time, uh, I don't remember the age that I decided to walk in and realize that, hey, they don't know me. They don't remember who I am. Because I remember there was a long time where I when I would be on my own going biking around or with friends or whatever that I kept remembering, oh, I'm not allowed in this store, so I don't walk in. And I just finally one day, I, I, like I said, don't remember the age, I decided, okay, I'm going to walk in and see what happens. You know, silly, because clearly, probably the manager who worked there at the time it was no longer working there for years. And so, yeah, I walked in and and went around and, and bought something and went up to the till. And I kind of have this memory of, of worrying that they were going to remember me. And of course, nothing happened. Sort of surprising, you know. And I walked in and bought my thing and it went out. And I went, hey, hmm, they have no idea. They don't remember. So I stopped thinking about being scared. So that's the story of of something that would be of interest to my audience i'm sure anyway there have been many other times in my past where i had a hard time apologizing i didn't necessarily like stubbornly outright refuse and say no i'm not apologizing i can't and you know getting people upset at me but it was always this hesitation internally that I was afraid to apologize. And the thing that made very little sense, and I'm sure a lot of you, when you think about it, were, are probably thinking, but the problem is, is that it would be worse to not apologize rather than to apologize and face the consequences. And likely 
it's going to be a, a lot less dangerous and harmful in the long run if you do apologize than not apologizing. And yes, I know that's a duh when you think about it. That's it's so obvious. If you don't apologize, people are going to be more upset at you and think that you have no remorse or you don't care, or you don't feel sorry, or as if you did it on purpose, right? Like you went in there or did something with the intent of, of hurting somebody and it was purposeful, like, like, you know, like, and that isn't the truth. But mentally, for some reason, and I hope to, you know, get a better understanding that I felt that it was less stressful or less, you know, painful for me to not apologize. Or if I did apologize, it was, it took a lot of effort. And even today, it, there is to some degree this, this issue when it comes to apologizing. I have remember in my past things it, it kind of relates to it there were times when i did something by accident you know like i accidentally broke something or thought i could fix and thought i knew what i was doing and then realized oh shit i broke it or i made it worse uh-oh and getting really scared right like really worried that someone was going to get extremely mad at me because i broke something and so my my instinct was to find a way, if I could, to sneak away and hopefully that they would never figure out that it was me. And there were a few times, and it thankfully it mostly happened at home, and there were, like I said, there were a few times where it didn't work. Like, I wasn't really smart. You know, I didn't think that it was obvious that they were going to figure it out even if I didn't get caught red-handed, that they knew that it was me and I got in more trouble for hiding from it than just straight up saying, shit, I'm sorry, uh, I accidentally broke this. I was trying to fix it and I made it worse. I'm really sorry. The fear was is that I was going to, that that person was going to get really upset at me and was going to hate me because I did something. And my internal thinking was that they were going to, it was going to be super serious, that they were going to really, really hate me and it was going to be forever. And that they were going to be so mad at me that they would never want to talk to me again or that, you know, like it would be forever changing. And that was what really kind of held me back. Instead, so instead of admitting or owning up to something like, yeah, I, I accidentally did this. I was really, I didn't realize it was going to happen. I'm so sorry. And then there's a good chance that the person would be understanding to go, well, okay, I'm a little upset, but I understand. Thank you for telling me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the reality is that if you're upright or not upright, excuse me, if you're upfront to them that you broke it and you show remorse, or if let's say you accidentally hurt somebody, like you're, you know, you're playing around and you're goofing off and, you unknowingly hit the person or you know you you hurt them if you right away remorsefully and 
you know, emotionally show that you're sorry and you verbally explain, yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry that I hurt you or I'm so sorry that that happened. I didn't notice or I didn't see you there in the moment. I'm, and they go, well, yeah, you should be more careful, but it's okay. I'm all right. Like if, if you like run away or you blame someone else or you try to pretend that nothing happened, yeah, they're going to get more upset and the odds are better that they're going to they're going to think very they're not going to think very highly of you for a long time because you were incapable of of owning up to what happened. Like and that's the that's the worst part about all this. This is the really the weirdest irony of everything that I'm discussing is that I felt that there'd be less danger to me that if I tried at least to get away with it and not face the music, right? Like not own the fact that I've done something that was harmful, whether it was the I said something or I I've did something physically to, to the person. There was this weird thinking that if if I didn't own up to it, that they'd never find out it was me and then I would avoid the persecution and I would avoid the anger and the hate and the and the disappointment that that person would feel towards me. And yeah, you know, like as I got older and started to mature and, you know, the odd time when I did have the courage and the capabilities of apologizing to people... I did see in real time that the results were not as bad as I were thinking it was going to be. And so I slowly learned that it wasn't such a hard thing to apologize for. And the only problem was, is it was never enough to really learn and heal from that and to show the parts in the past that look yeah you're you're gonna there's a good chance that you're gonna get catch flack for it you're gonna get in trouble and that person might be angry at you but apologizing is the proper way to try and resolve what happened and i didn't you know it was i could never understand the fact that yeah you're going to you're someone is going to likely get mad at you but it's going to be short term they're going to forgive you it's not like they're going to say oh i hate you forever don't ever come talk to me again because you broke something even though you came and, and apologized to them there there are people and unfortunately they aren't exactly healthy people that do have that kind of reaction and you know unfortunately you know, in reality, you shouldn't really be hanging out with these kind of people because that's not what you want, right? A, a, a person who's uh, open-minded and honest and real, they have the right to be angry. And if it is something that in reality isn't really a major problem or a big issue, they're going to at some point forgive you for your actions and not going to be angry at you anymore. But I never really fully understood that. And I always believed that anything that I did 
whether it was a small thing that was completely accidental or my stupidity or if it was serious which to be honest I rarely ever did I was so scared and so timid that I could never do anything seriously bad but anyway yeah like I had this real fear that anything that I did that if I owned up to it and apologized to that person that they were going to hate me forever and that I was going to lose a friend or you know have an enemy because they were going to think I'm a evil bad person and that they would never like me ever again if even if it was an accidental breaking of something you know like or being scared and saying something that maybe wasn't true at first that was legitimate in my mind as a really big fear and not apologizing is yeah it's ridiculous i get that but i guess you have to understand that when you have complex trauma parts have these childlike beliefs and thoughts that aren't reality right or they're not adult like and when things occur and you know you, you repeatedly have these things happen your 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 mindset is that the part thinks the ultimate worst is going to occur rather than knowing the reality is that yeah they they might get upset at you but it's only going to be for a short time and they're going to they're going to ultimately forgive you, you know, like, okay, if you repeatedly break things over and over and over and you apologize, eventually they're just going to go, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. Why does he keep breaking things? And they're going to give up and, and eventually, yeah, it would happen. But this, we're talking about the once in a blue moon sort of thing, not a repeated, repeatedly, repeatedly, you know, breaking stuff or because you're just, you're clumsy or you're careless or, you know, reckless. That's that's a different situation. So, yeah, like this. I think I'm starting to understand for myself what's going on here. But yeah, like it's it is definitely trauma related and it is something that parts need to see and understand that this is not a bad a dangerous situation um you know it doesn't mean that it's right to to break something or to say something that could be hurtful um doesn't matter if it's accidental if it's because of adhd or trauma you know or you're clumsy you still have to you know own up to what you've done and apologize and say i'm very sorry i didn't mean to break that i i know how much that meant to you um but yeah i i'm so sorry for breaking that so if you know if if you're able to do that and you see the result and that it's yeah okay they did get upset or maybe they just said you know what it's no big deal it's okay you know i understand things happen right like you get responses like that and you don't feel so bad after and the fear of that you know you're gonna get thrown out of the house and say don't ever talk to me again you're such a bad person doesn't happen so i need to show my parts the reality of this and update them and they'll trust the adult that saying sorry is is not a bad thing
it's not going to cause you to lose somebody or ultimate dread and and the worst thing possible so it's something that you have to work on and it is something that experience and updating and working with the parts and processing is going to help get to that reality and yeah it apologizing sometimes it's true can be difficult to do there's there's multiple factors involved there's the part that you're taking ownership and you're admitting to people that you're guilty or that you're you've done something wrong uh, some people have a hard time with that factor as well uh, there's the fear of seeing the person that you love or care about looking angry or sad or even crying because you've done something to hurt them a lot of people can't handle that very well and it really hurts them as much as it hurts that person well maybe not as much but just about you know there's there's that realized reality that you're disappointing that person and their thoughts and beliefs on you and what they think about or how they think about you changes and so there's that fear of losing that person's trust and relying on you to be an honest person or a good person you know the reality is sometimes we do things or have things happen that you know we don't necessarily mean to do you know there are some times where we do mean to do stuff you know like we do have sometimes we have a we get angry or we have a temper and we lose that temper or we're very frustrated and maybe we feel hurt by somebody so we lash out and we do impulsive things that can be mean or hurtful or we resent later on and we we have that really bad fear that when we admit to that person that we did something to hurt them that yeah they're going to change how they feel about us and what they think and it is a reality sometimes we have to face that fear and face that reality it's just a lot of us because of our trauma especially if we've had childhood trauma where there's a father or a mother who when we did something bad whether it was completely on purpose as a child you know children are naturally uh can be reckless or sloppy or careless, right? Like they don't realize that doing something, it could be, could break something like running around the house and not being aware of where they are and running into something like a lamp and maybe by accident and breaking it. And the parent gets extremely upset and, and yells at their kid and maybe spanks them or, or if it's really bad, you know, like if it's an abusive father or mother, they get hit a few times. And so the, the kid develops this extreme fear that, oh, shit, if I break something or I, I get them upset, they're going to hit me. And I don't want that. 
you know, they want to avoid at all costs uh, getting abused or hit or, or spanked or disciplined by their parent. And so they either develop that ability to not get into trouble and not break things or not say or do things that are going to result in the discipline or they come they become really good at hiding the evidence or making something up to avoid you know revealing the truth and yeah we if that happens it it see the thing is is if we become good at, at hiding the truth and you know not revealing and nobody ever finds out then we start to use that as our default pattern and i'm not saying this happens with everybody of course but some people who develop uh like let's say they become criminals okay or they start to break the law if they become if they know that they can get away with it they take more risks and have a, a higher chance of doing something that could be legally have bad ramifications for them like jail time or get a record or have to do um you know uh work in the community like community service or something and it just gets worse from there like that's the thing and it's developed from or i say it can be developed from fear of being beaten or disciplined like see there are some parents out there in the past and currently today that when their child does something and they did it by accident or they're just being careless or being a child and they maybe hit another kid or they break something in the house and that parent gets all upset and, and you know reacts too harshly and disciplines that kid in a very unnecessary way whether it's hitting them or spanking them or taking something away and never giving it back to them and so that child develops that fear and like i said one of two ways they either find learn how to to hide the evidence and avoid the punishment or they don't continue behaving that way the ultimate result that a parent wants, obviously, is for their child to learn to to not be like that and behave that way. But it a lot of it depends on how the parent disciplines their child. There's going to be arguments and discussions, I'm sure, and there have been for years on the correct way to discipline a child, whether it's in the shopping mall, whether it's in, in a within a, a sorry in front of a group of friends whether it's at home at school there's always parents who think uh, there's the correct way and the wrong way to discipline their child when they've done something wrong and ultimately physical violence or verbal assault is not correct that's going to most likely lead to the child either having repressed fear and memories or learning how to avoid it or you know wanting to, to, to they say to their their parent i'll fix you you jerk or you bad parent and then they they develop ways of of getting back at them and 
hiding the evidence or they fail at first and it becomes worse, right? So it, it all, there's all kind of things that, uh, there's a root cause to a number of ways that all lead to ultimately something that goes wrong. And I most likely, like I said, I had a parent, I, well, my dad was a lot worse than my mother, but I had parents that when something happened, whether it was an accident or I did something wrong, that lashed out and the discipline was way too strict or strong for the reality of the situation. So yeah, just the way it is. So yeah, just learn how to, you know, if it is indeed triggering, you, you do have to find ways to to overcome it and do some processing or or with your therapist and then you you learn over time how to overcome that fear and then apologizing isn't really that bad so yeah and that is another episode of living with adhd and cptsd well i hope you enjoyed this particular episode if you have any comments or questions or maybe a suggestion for my podcast, there are a number of ways to get hold of me. First, you can email me. It's livingwithadhdandcptsd at gmail.com. You can contact me on Twitter. My handle is at ADHDNCPTSD. You can also get a hold of me on Mastodon, which is a new social media website that is kind of taking over a little bit for Twitter. If you look up living with ADHD and CPTSD at mastodon.world, then you can find me there. You can follow me and you can give me a shout and let me know what you think. You can also go to my website. It's www.livingwithadhdandcptsd.ca. And you can also check out my YouTube page. It's at living with ADHD and CPTSD. If you would like to donate to help my cause for my podcast, you can go to ko-fi.com, that's ko-fi.com, slash living with ADHD and CPTSD. You can also go to my Patreon page, living with ADHD and CPTSD, and become a member, where you get special access to all early episodes, plus merchandise. You can purchase merchandise to support this podcast. So... Go to Patreon. All right, everybody. That's it for today. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.